0: T-I-A, mate. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine-enema. The only podcast where we don't even know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed that last episode uh, when we talked about Black Sheep. We had a couples episode. Uh, Brent and I got on there. Casey, frequent uh, collaborator of the show, uh, was on there with us uh, with his lady friend as well. And uh, I think that was one of our funniest episodes yet, so if you haven't, uh, listened before you listen to this episode. Go back one episode. Go listen to the Black Sheep episode. It's the funniest episode we've done yet, bar none. Uh, but today, uh, I hope everyone is doing great out there. Back here in Massachusetts, we're in what's supposed to be called like Phase One or something, which is just like don't just don't I, don't, I don't know, We. no one really understands what's going on right now, a lot of other states are starting to open up, do some stuff, and we're just like, oh, we can golf now, great, uh, which, that is great, uh, if we're being honest. Uh, okay, so today we're going to talk about a movie called Blood Diamond, You've probably seen it before, uh, it is Leonardo DiCaprio's most overrated movie, in my opinion, Um it also stars uh, I'm and I I'm going to butcher this name I believe it's Jaiman Hanso uh, or Dijiman Hansu I don't I'm not really sure but uh, he's he, he's amazing in this movie uh, he's you've seen him in Gladiator Guardians of the Galaxy uh, it turns out this movie was actually his second nomination for an Oscar uh, he's also in a movie called In America which is a movie I've just never heard of before but uh, it's funny I've, I really like this actor. Um, so I should a probably learn his name, uh, and b probably see some movies that he was actually nominated for an Oscar for. So uh, it's also got Jennifer Connelly. We just talked about her in American Beauty. Sorry, not American Beauty, A Beautiful Mind. Uh, a couple weeks ago, she's also in Requiem for a Dream. And after that, I have I don't know any movies that she's in. Uh, just one of those big names that's in like one or two things. Uh, it's also got. Uh, I was I was excited when this guy popped up because I I saw the face and I couldn't uh, really put a na- I couldn't tell like where he was from you know I, I definitely recognized that guy uh, scrolling through his IMDb page uh, the guy's name is Arnold Vosloo I believe it's Vosloo and uh, he's the guy who plays the mummy in the Mummy uh, Emotep so to speak and it, it was cool to see him I also like if you go through his IMDb page this dude has been in Almost like he's just been in so many action movies and TV shows like over the last thirty years or so. He's actually a very well-known actor. I recognized him also from uh, Jack Ryan, uh, that show on Amazon, John Krasinski, and that's a great show too. It's it's a super good, just put it on show. Like you don't have to get too invested in it, uh, but it's one of those shows that they just do the last like thirty seconds of the episode so great that it's just like fuck, I have to watch the next one. Uh, so it's a easy, a very easy show to burn. I'd, I'd give it a watch. Um, Michael Sheen also makes a couple appearances in this movie. Not that important of a character. Or, well, not that big of a role, I should say. Uh, they're all they're all important. Uh, the movie is also directed by a dude named Edward Zwick. So Edward Zwick's had an interesting career. He has been, not, he's won an Oscar. He was a producer on Shakespeare in Love. Uh, and he's been nominated for a couple. He's got movies like The Last Samurai, Legends of the Fall, Glory, uh, and then so he's he's really good at making these like kind of big scale action slash war movies that are you know they're they're a little more grounded than a typical you know movie like that. There's you know this is a guy who just he does this genre well so to speak. Uh, the action movie with. Drama, or the drama with good action. However, you want to really uh, interpret that. Uh, But you know, for every good movie he's got, he's just got a couple of stinkers uh, in there. And he's you know done some TV stuff. And uh, I mean, I mean, I like him. I like some of his movies. I really like The Last Samurai. I watched that uh, for the first time in a long time, maybe like a month ago. Uh, I think it's it might still be on Netflix now. Anyway, uh, he so like I said, he also made Glory, uh, where he somehow was able to take. A Civil War movie, have Ferris Bueller starring in it, and make it this big, captivating... You know, it's, I that, I love the Civil War. When I was a kid, my dad took my family to Gettysburg uh, for a weekend. And we went... We, this was such a mixed vacation. So we went on this, like, New York-Pennsylvania excursion. Uh, my, my grandparents lived, in, uh, you know, just outside New York City, so we went to go visit them for a little bit. Then we went up to Cooperstown, and after that we did, like, Amish country and all that boring shit. We did Philadelphia uh, for a little bit, and we ended up in Gettysburg, and for, like, for a couple years, uh, I was just obsessed with the Civil War. I don't know what it was about it. I just loved reading about it. Uh, You know, I I, I had action figures and this stupid toy gun, and... Uh, Civil War, playing cards, and all that shit. And my dad subscribed to Civil War magazine. Uh, that you know, it was it just became this thing that I just I don't know. It's one of those things that twelve year old Connor became super obsessed with. And Glory is my favorite Civil War movie. So uh, you know, I gotta give gotta give Edward Aswick some props there. Uh, the movie's also written by a guy who's kind of done the same thing. Just he's uh, written some good stuff and he's written some stinkers. Uh, his name is Charles Leavitt. He wrote In the Heart of the Sea, which I, I feel like that movie hasn't gotten nearly enough love. Uh, that's a damn good movie with Chris Hemsworth and uh, Kelly Murphy and Brandon Gleason, I think, or Donald Gleason. One of the Gleasons is in it. Uh, he also did The Express, the Ernie Davis movie, uh, which it is what it is, uh, I suppose, but I, it's... As far as a football movie goes, it's entertaining. But as far as being a, a movie goes, it's not. <laughs> I also did Warcraft, that classic bomb. Okay, so my thoughts about the actual movie itself, uh, it, it's 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 fine. This movie's just fine. Uh, I admit that I you know I didn't I wasn't really paying attention to this movie as intently as I have with the other ones. Um, maybe it's, you know just because I've seen it a couple times and uh, this and that, but it's. It's just so long. It's 2 hours and 20 minutes, and it could probably be done in, like, an hour 45, and it's just, like, the same shit all over again. Like, I I don't... I wish I could go... I'm not going to go back and watch it again, but, like, I wish there was, like, a tally of how many times everything just seems completely normal and then a convoy of uh, RUF soldiers just come rolling in on this truck... And all of a sudden, it's just complete war zone mode. Like, I mean, I get what they're trying to do. Uh, everything with the messaging in this movie about conflict diamonds and trying to spread awareness about that. Uh, and the the process of, uh, you know, diamond smuggling and how they find them and who's really affected by doing all that. I, I get that. And that's that's all great. Get the word out. You know, conflict diamonds, horrible thing. Uh, still not that great a movie, in my opinion. Um Leonardo DiCaprio, he gets nominated for an Oscar for this movie. And if I were to ask you to name your top five Leo movies off the top of your head right now, very few people would have Blood Diamond in there. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to go with, in no particular order, Departed, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Django, The Revenant, and... It's a toss up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or like Catch Me If You Can. Most people would probably put Titanic in there, you know, you know, just the biggest movie of all time. Uh, but not me. And, but, I mean, this movie's just like, like, like his character, he, it's obvious what he's trying to do. Like, he's, uh, you know, playing a foreign character, he's doing the South African accent or Zimbabwe, Rhodesian, like whatever it's supposed to be. The movie takes place in Sierra Leone. It, it's, it's not that he's bad. Um,. It's just that I don't like you watch this movie and you just think like how the hell did he get nominated for an Oscar for this? This wasn't even the best movie he was in in 2006. That was The Departed, which he was way better in. Uh but I'll I'll get into the Oscar stuff in a little bit. But I mean this like it's a good action movie. It's not like this to me it's not this like gripping, you know, drama or anything. If if anything the bit the best performance in the movie is Jaiman hansu again I should know his name but I don't just get over it we're, we're we're moving past that we're taking that and we're putting it in the past uh so I'm just gonna call him Jaiman hansu for the rest of the show uh but he's awesome in this movie you know we he's the first character we meet and this guy like he's filled with rage and uh just determination to get back to his family and he's put in so many situations that he's not. Uh, accustomed to this guy, uh, he's supposed to be just a fisherman uh, from this village, and who gets his family taken away from him. And he tells the story of what happens to uh, you know the people who are in uh, you know these African countries where resources are being hoarded, and you know there's local militia and rebellions and all this like crazy stuff going on. And he tells the story of the common man uh, in Africa who gets affected by all this, and we see that with. Uh, his son being turned into a child soldier, and his family being, you know, taken away and put into a, um, into a refugee camp. But no, he's uh, his scenes are the best ones in the movie. Like Leo, his character's cool. That's all it is. His character's cool. He's a cool action movie character. Uh, his name's uh, character name is Danny Archer. Super cool name. Super cool name for a character. And it's Leo just walking around in a Hawaiian shirt uh, for most of the movie. Just. trying to do do whatever kind of accent he's trying to do in this movie. And, you know, it's cool to see Leo, uh, you know, step out and actually, I I don't want to say have fun with with a movie. This isn't one of his uh, more fun roles, but it's a more, like, action-packed movie for him. You know, he's really trying to take that next step. You know, we talked about him a few episodes ago with the Aviator. Uh, This movie, like, it doesn't really need Leo to be in it. The fact that Leo is in it probably made it a lot more culturally relevant than it should be but the fact that he like you could plug a lot of actors into this role and it's not really gonna have that big of an effect on you or effect on the movie i should say uh but i mean he's good he's not great uh, on this movie it's definitely i think his most overrated movie um but it's still it's still good i'm not you know i'm not not being a hater it's just it's overrated Okay, so I want to talk about the Oscars in this movie real quick. So it's nominated. It was nominated for five Oscars. Uh, came out in 2006, uh, which was uh, actually a really good year uh, for films. Uh, so it was nominated for Leo for Best Actor, Jaimon Hansu for Best Supporting Actor. Then it was nominated for Best Editing, uh, Sound Mixing, and Sound Editing. The the sound stuff. Yeah, I I totally agree with it's it's a it's a big budget action movie and that's kind of the you know the movies you see in there Uh, i wasn't really paying attention uh, to that stuff when i was actually watching it but uh the like say what you want everything i've said so far the action scenes are done well there's just a lot of them and a lot of repetition uh, and what you see but it, it is all very well done like looking at some of the other movies that came out this year the departed uh Babel, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, The Queen, uh, United 93, uh, Half Nelson. Like, there's a lot of good Borat. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of good movies uh, that came out this year, and I'm surprised to see that this movie, compared to some of the stuff that it was up against, actually stood out. Um, I, I want to go down the down the line real quick. So, Best Actor, uh, Leo is nominated alongside Forrest Whitaker, who ended up winning for Last King of Scotland. Uh, Ryan Gosling for Half Nelson, Peter O'Toole for Venus, uh, Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness, which we'll be talking about way down the road. Forrest Whitaker, yeah. I, it's, a, it's honestly a pretty weak class, to be honest with you. I'd probably, of these five, I would probably give the Oscar to Will Smith uh, for Pursuit of Happiness, but Forrest Whitaker is very good in Last King of Um uh, Maybe I just need to rewatch it and kind of reappreciate it. I think I've only seen it once, um, which was way back when when almost when it came out um so and I've seen Pursuit of Happiness a bunch of times so maybe that one's uh, maybe maybe that's recency bias I don't know uh but with Leo I wouldn't like I said I wouldn't have even put his blood diamond performance in here I would put his departed performance in here over that uh but above all of those I would actually take Leo out uh, uh you know I'm not gonna take Peter or Tool out just because it was like a lifetime achievement thing for him um and that's just the way the Oscars work, but this is Leo in his prime. Uh, should have been better. Uh, but at the same time, I'm going to take Leo out of this five and, uh, I'm going to implement, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat and we're going to go one step f- further. And what, we're actually going to talk about this on the next episode. Uh, we're hoping to have a special guest for that one. Uh, but Sasha Baron Cohen deserves an Oscar for Borat. That's my tick. That's just how I feel. Um, it, that, that's one of the best act, acting performances comedy or drama uh, ever and I don't really see how anyone can really dispute that um, but yeah so Leo I'd take him out put Sasha Baron Cohen in uh, going to best supporting actor Alan Arkin one for Little Miss Sunshine uh, Jackie Earl Haley one for Little Children I, I'm reading this right now and to be honest with you that's the first time I've heard either that name or that movie uh, Jaiman Hansu, Blood Diamond, Eddie Murphy, Dreamgirls, Mark Wahlberg, The Departed. Uh, well, I can tell you that Mark Wahlberg in The Departed as Dignum is my favorite character uh, among that five. Uh, Alan Arkin, well-deserved Oscar. I, I think Jaiman Hansu deserves to be uh, in that crowd. I, again, don't know who the hell Jackie or Haley is or Little Children. Oh, shit, it's this guy. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I know Jackie Real Hay. um, You might recognize him from the old Bad News Bears uh, movie. He played, like, the original one with Burt Reynolds. And, okay, so I take that back. I do recognize that guy. Just, it was the face, not the name. He's uh, he's in the Watchmen movie. Uh, He plays uh, Rorschach. And... I mean, I don't. Again, I've just never heard of this movie, Little Children, but um, I'll take your word for it. I I I don't know who else I would put in there uh, instead. Uh, but but yeah, so Jaimon Hunts. Getting back to the Blood Diamond, Jaimon Hunts, who I say deserves to be in there. Uh, I would actually put someone else from Little Miss Sunshine in there. To be honest, either Steve Carell or Greg Kinnear. I don't know who I'd take out. I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna take out Jack Errol Haley just because he made me look up who he was okay the best editing uh for this one it was nominated alongside the departed which won uh Babel, children of men and united 93 actually i didn't even realize Ch- uh, children of men was in the same crowd put uh put michael Caine in that best supporting actor uh category or or put uh what the fuck what's his face clive owen in in the best actor race i don't know but that, that's a that's one hell of a movie which we're actually gonna be talking about in a couple of episodes here. Uh, I didn't realize that was uh, the same year. Um, but yeah, so the best editing, get blood Diamond out of there it's it's way too long. the sequences are the the whole th- movie is just so repetitive uh, and then it's like action action action, sad stuff about Africa. action action action, sad stuff about. Conflict Diamonds it, I mean the whole thing's just so like it, it needs to be way shorter It's like I said before it's 2 hours and 20 minutes long and it's about at a minimum tw- uh, 20 minutes too long So, uh, I wish that they would take that out also a fun fact about the Oscars this year Dreamgirls was nominated for 10 Oscars that year and didn't win any that's a record so the more you know that's a little did you know for you and speaking of did you knows we're going to get into the Did You Know Us for this movie. First up, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Russell Crowe were Edward Wicks' first two choices for the role of Danny Archer. They previously appeared in The Quick and the Dead and later starred together in Body of Lies. Uh, I've never heard of The Quick and the Dead, but now I really want to watch it. you got 90s Leo and pre-peak Russell Crowe, so maybe i got to do some digging. Uh, find Quick and the Dead, if anyone knows where I can watch that, let me know. Uh, Body of Lies... Okay, movie. I think I saw it once on like DVR or something a couple of years after it came out, uh but didn't really stick out to me. Uh I don't I couldn't see Russell Crowe in this. I don't know. R- Russell Crowe and Leonardo DiCaprio just have such different presences uh in these movies, like uh, or just in movies in general, but like and it, it's weird. You, like you see him play similar characters. Uh you know, they've all played geniuses, uh they've all played badasses, like they've, they've been the face of epic movies before, you know, Leo with the Titanic, Russell Crowe with Gladiator, but they're just different. I don't know what it is. Leo's got that boyish charm to him, uh, even though in 2006, like he was kind of coming out of that. Uh, he had done Aviator, he had done Gangs of New York, he did, you know, The Departed came out later this year, uh, so he was, kind of, he was trying to shake that off, and maybe that's part of what this was for him. Uh, but Russell Crowe's just like a man's man. Uh, which a lot of people I don't really think think of when uh, you picture Leonardo DiCaprio. So interesting casting move there. Uh, I, would, I would go with Leo over Russell uh, for this one, just who I think would play Danny Archer better. Uh, number two, and this one I, I thought was really cool. So uh, it has been suggested that Danny Archer, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, uh, has HIV since the beginning of the movie. Uh, this would explain his response to the prostitute at the beginning who assures him she is HIV-free. Uh, where he says, I've heard that one before, uh, and he, he keeps a distance from Maddie, Jennifer Connelly's character, and his refusal to let Solomon, German Hunter's character, even touch him uh, when he's shot and bleeding towards the end of the film. So, this is one of the cooler, like, little sub-things in the movie, but it it's not really drawn attention, it's, again, this is a theory, this isn't a fact, uh, but... Uh, the fact that Leo's character has HIV in the movie, and it's again, it's never confirmed in the movie. Nobody ever says it uh, directly, uh, but it's just a cool little like under the radar thing uh, that kind of builds towards the character. I almost think it'd be cooler if they brought it out and it added some layer of depth to him. Like if the stakes are wh- well, I don't want to say it'd make the stakes higher, but like you understand, it helps. Like stuff like this, it helps you understand. Leo's reasoning for being as like fearless as he is because he knows he's gonna die uh, from this anyway. It takes place. This movie takes place in the '90s in Africa, uh, so the HIV epidemic was, you know, at its peak or is. It, I don't know. I don't know the timeline of HIV, but HIV in Africa is very bad. Uh, regardless, I do know that, and I, I don't know. I can't decide if I would have liked to have seen them go in more on the storyline or if keeping it subtle uh was the way to do it uh see i never would have picked up on this if it wasn't told to me but now that i know this and I, i've read this fact before so I, I i knew that going in so i caught that thing at the beginning with the prostitute um but no it's it's cool but i i am gonna go with I, I like that they didn't like they peppered it in just enough They leave you hints. it's open to interpretation Uh, But it's a cool little character-building device that doesn't jam it down your throat. They're jamming a lot of other things down your throat in this movie. Uh, Okay, and the third and final, did you know? According to Time Magazine, March 2nd, 2007, a computer-generated tear was added to Jennifer Connelly's face in the scene where she is conversing on the phone with Leonardo DiCaprio's character at the end of the movie. So, in Internet lore, this is weirdly one of the things that this movie is remembered for, is that they had to digitally... Add tears uh, to her performance. I don't know if Jennifer Connelly just couldn't cry, or they just decided that they needed it later. But I mean, you never notice in the scene. And honestly, if if no one ever said anything, it wouldn't be a thing. But for some reason, with this movie, it is a thing. Um, it. I don't think it takes away uh, from anything at all. I would be really confused if I was Jennifer Connelly watching that, and I was like, "Did I cry? Was I that good? Was I that in character that I don't remember crying?" Uh, so okay we're gonna wrap things up here but first we're going to talk about or first we're gonna rate the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats I don't remember the last time I went this low for a movie but I'm gonna give this one two and a half uh, it's just it it it, it was it didn't really keep my interest this time around uh, the first time I saw it when I, let's see 2006 I would have been 14 um, I, I had to wait until it was on like HBO and stuff like that but, and I loved it then. I don't think it's aged very well. It's kind of like the like. Okay, I saw it. I get it. Uh, and you know, as far as like a rewatchable movie it goes, nee, eh, eh. nee. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one a two and a half. I know I've given a couple movies like three, three and a half lately, and I think those uh, kind of stack up better uh, over time compared to this one. So. Uh, two and a half—that's my rating. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening today. Why don't you give us a follow on social media at Quarantine and Pod. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, uh, like and subscribe to this channel. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere podcasts are heard. You can hear us. Uh, tell a friend. Tell three friends. Tell you know what? only tell three friends. Make it like an exclusive thing. You you can only tell three friends. Like if you're in a room with four people which you shouldn't be because of social distancing uh but if you're in a room of four people and you're just like hey i have this great podcast that i'm listening to but i have to wait for one of you to leave before i can tell you about it I, like let's do that what like it's kind of like it's kind of like fight club i don't want you to talk about it too much you guys have been doing a really great job of not talking about it yet but now we're going to put some guidelines on it. So only tell three people about it. That's your that's your homework assignment. Only tell three people. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Uh, please be safe. Please wear your masks, social distancing, all that stuff. Even though we're in phase one, we've still got a long way to go here. Uh, but I'm going to keep plugging along these movies. Uh, so don't be a hero. Stay inside and watch a movie.